This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools, and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. Welcome back to Life Made Better. Today, we're very excited to be interviewing Vicky Morgan, who recently did our course, Empowered to Thrive and was kind enough to come on our podcast and talk about her experience. Thanks for coming, Vicky. You're welcome. We're so happy to have you here today. Can you tell our audience a little bit more about yourself? I am a Senko at a state primary school in London. I have three children who are vary from age from 22 to 15. 15-year-old was my 40th birthday present to myself. I've never regretted it. And I also have my 92-year-old mother living at home with us. Happily married, I hasten to <laughs> Good to drop that in. I don't know why he did in that, everybody, but it's... Just throwing that in the mix, which is good. And so, Vicky, I'm curious because obviously one would have thought you've got plenty in your life going on at the moment. So why did you think that, you know, coming and join us in Empowered to Thrive would be something that you would want to do? The honest truth is I don't think I did. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was too busy and that it was too much of a preoccupation on top of everything else. However, I have a very good friend and she was very wise and she said, you need to ring Fleur. I would go, yes, that sounds lovely. Yes, she sounds brilliant. No, you really need to ring Fleur. I'd go, yes, I know. It's good. No, I'm going to get Fleur to ring you. Oh, well, you know, I'm really very busy. And she went, no, Fleur's ringing. And, <laughs> and you know, I never look back. So, yes, I don't think it was in my mind that I could fit it in. I love your honesty. And I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that. The thinking, already I'm finding that I've got too much to do. How could I possibly give another hour or it's going to be 90 minutes now to my week learning something new but I'm curious you did in the end after the conversation decide to join us and I know that you found it difficult to get those evenings because you're looking after your mum but it, it was only an hour to 90 minutes a week how did you find that was it worth that time It absolutely was. I think what was so amazing about the setup was, as you said, there were struggles for me. And and I think I probably missed out on that group dynamic. And I'm sorry for that. But the two of you were so supportive and enabled me to continue the work and engage with the Facebook page and enjoy that context with the group. But equally, you said, "Okay, that's fine for you right now. You can't do it. So let's do it a different way. Now, Vicky, I think a lot of people will feel the same way as you did, that it is impossible to be able to fit in any more, you know, learning or any self-development at a time when you are so busy anyway. But you've said to us many times how useful it's been. So can you kind of expand on that for us? I mean, I know you spoke about it being, you know, new ideas and a new learning. And I think for many of the people who come to you, it will be. And I think that's great because the ideas you bring are so key. For me, some of it was revision. Some of it was new. I think it's about a reset. It's about remembering and learning the importance of now that this is our moment. 
this now and then action and kind of planning for the future but with the acknowledgement that the moment we have now is the one that we have the control and that phrase that you use is what's within my control what's out of my control and that was so reassuring to me because so much I felt I needed to be in control of so much and actually just stopping and going no in this moment in this time I can do this but I can plan for the next steps does that make sense totally so giving yourself that permission isn't it of realizing that you don't have to control everything and actually we're more successful when we take charge of the things that are most important to us than trying to control everything. And, I, and, I, and I love that work you do about focusing on what is key what are the what are the key things that make you 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 know, and that kind of the vision boards, the action boards are thinking about what is it that actually drives me and is important. And what it's a reset. It's that acknowledgement that all the other stuff, it's out there. But in the end, being those key moments, you know, what if what matters to me? My family. What matters to me? Fun. What matters to me? Love, nature, walking, having a glass of red wine with friends, being very clear and work. You know, I did get there in the end. (laughs) (laughs) And somebody might hear this, but, you know, it is what what mattered about my work was connection and and acknowledging that connection to the the children I work with and my colleagues and what I can make to how I make a difference. Yeah, and you could be much more present to that, can't you, when you're not trying to do absolutely everything and your mind's all over the place because you're worried that you're not doing everything. You can be present to the things that are really important to you because you've given yourself time to clarify what is actually important to you, and that's something we do on the course. That's Mm. right. And what I'm hearing, and this is something that you know, it's kind of the base of our of our cause really, is that we frequently are so immersed in this autopilot of ours that we don't even get to think, let not let alone stop and act on the things that are actually impacting us. And what are the things that you Mickey just said reignite us? Like you guys know anybody listening to the podcast that I'm you know, quite the person focused on, on, you know, happiness and what are the things that bring me that joy. And I truly believe that happiness is our base state. We were born happy children, happy beings. That's how we come into this world. What we do in the course is allow people to remember that that's who you really are. You are somehow entitled to go back to your base state all we need to do is allow ourselves to dedicate that time to put our body mind and soul into that sort of reflection to start untapping all of that that's a little bit what I'm I'm hearing happen for you Becky am I am I right hearing that yeah absolutely and and it's from uh, you know from the first step of just take a minute and breathe throughout the day stop book it in and just be and that small thing you know is committing to something that seems so small makes a huge difference and it brings you back into your body back into who you are rather than scattered and I'm a very scattered person and I'm a I'm an overthinker 
and and it's very easy then to to get into that being true when it's not true and i know i mean i essentially know that and that's what was was reassuring about the course it's all the things you just said Lucia, that you're basically we were born happy we are connected to each other kindness rules you just end up believing other stuff along the way because you're busy or you're tired and so yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah and what i'm hearing as well is what you said about you know what is true i think a big thing we do on the course isn't it about you know that our thoughts are not reality it's actually our mind sometimes or most of the time trying to keep us safe but actually it's also keeping us confused it's also keeping us stressed anxious because we're believing all of our thoughts and sometimes when we just get quiet and we go back to our knowing we start knowing what is actually important to us and the thoughts that are coming up aren't our reality and I thought the, it was fascinating because um, thoughts are not our reality which is something you go into and you learn through the course and it, you revise that idea that we can create our own reality because if you imagine that you're on a beach and you're there you can really be on the beach. I don't know where I was going with this, but it was somewhere good. But I also, yeah, that was I, what I was going to say was it's not just how our thoughts become our reality, but also the impact they have on our body. And the fact that, you know, it is a whole system, that mind-body connection. And when we do put certain fearful thoughts in our head, we then create a relationship of hormones and chemicals that are detrimental to our well-being. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that whole connection. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people really know that, that actually as soon as we have a thought and it's a stressful thought, we have a little release of cortisol into our body that puts our whole nervous system out of sync. And it is so simple to just stop and breathe for 60 seconds and get our mind and body back online instead of our all parts of our mind need to be online and it very quickly can go out of line when we start those stressful thoughts. So thank you for reminding us. That's what we do the first week of the course. <laughs> I'll go back to the beginning for everybody because there's so much more. <laughs> that's really helpful. And that, you know, just those small learnings are so important for understanding, isn't it? That if we become emotional, that logical part of our brain comes offline. And you, you're right that we teach that in the first kind of 10 minutes. <laughs> that's, that's a fair myth busting, isn't it? When you just join. But the other thing I would say is because we've become so used to either trying to bottling up the feeling or move quickly for a fi- from a feeling, particularly when we're talking about fear, anxiety, all those label negative feelings, which are scary. And I get it. I get why you would do that. But we actually, even though it feels counterintuitive to do that, what we really encourage everyone to do is to actually allow yourself to feel the feeling, to become acquainted with it. Because unless you do that, then you keep running away from something that you quite don't know. So in order to be able to overcome something, in order to be able to heal from something, you need to allow yourself to become acquainted with it first. And I think that work was is particularly key for me because I think actually acknowledging and feeling a feeling and allowing it, the fear, to it gets smaller the more you are allow it to be and it gets bigger the more you reject it and try and avoid it through, for me, eating. For other people, it might be 
I don't know, running. I mean, you know, people have mechanisms and it's it's making sure that those mechanisms are healthy and that you're not trying to avoid those feelings. And and that was very useful to me because I am having a number of difficult feelings. Looking after someone who's 92 is hard and allowing myself to say it's hard was something I had to learn rather than just go, oh, it's all, I'm fine, I'm coping, I'm managed. I was just overdoing things and I wasn't present at all to what was actually happening. And what's key, I am in a very privileged position to be with my mum, but what's key is actually acknowledging each of the feelings as they come up, because otherwise I'm not with her, I'm not present to it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah. That, that's well, part of the course. Yeah, and what I'm hearing is that just learning that actually these feelings are just being human anxious feelings is part of being human and they are okay but when like you said if you run away from them and you don't feel them they become bigger they become huge problems because poor coping mechanisms make the problems worse instead of being able to feel the feeling and then choose a better choice yeah and you become you know and it's that you're very uncomfortable and therefore you're not present to yourself when you're when you're hiding from them and I think everybody I mean this has been the strangest of years hasn't it it's the the, the the weirdness and I think everyone's trying to control in some way what's happening but in the meantime actually acknowledging that there are certain things we can within our core group of people and the, our work and some things we can't and 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 I think that's why this is so helpful at this time for people to access it, whatever they're doing, because I mean, I'm sure people are going through all different experiences. But I think actually stopping and resetting and having time with people like you allow us to acknowledge that, I don't know, there's a bigger picture out there. I mean, that might sound too airy-fairy for some people, but we are all connected. And I think the pandemic should teach us that, that kindness and self-care and looking out at the the bigger picture is what's important as we move on. Mm, and I, I want to reflect on that for a minute, Vicky, because I think there's, there's sort of two, two parts here. On the one hand, I really, I see you and acknowledge you for sort of joining us at a time where a lot of people were kind of like, you know, there's a, a layer over the, the normal fear and, and anxiety because you did it uh, when we kicked off in January. It was almost a year on. We have been locked down, struggling, anxious, unprecedented times. So it's kind of honoring you from making that decision to join at that time when, as you say, there were so many things that you felt you couldn't control in your life. So to really take that step and say like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to join. Thank you, friend, for referring me. I'm going to do it. But I'm curious because as we look at, uh, you know, we're we are going back uh, on the course, we're launching the new cohort on April the 19th, and is going to be a time where, you know, new rules are coming into place, hopefully more relaxed. We hopefully, and I'm crossing my fingers for people who can't see me, things will start to ease out. And we are looking at slowly going back to that normal and I quote unquote normal life that we used to know so what would you say for those people on the fence listening to you and hearing okay this is how a course this course can help me but I'm not sure whether that now is the time for me because there's there's things happening again things will change again why would I decide to join the April course maybe I will leave it I'll leave it later and see what happens so what would you say to those people sort of thinking 
I think, you know, stop thinking and do. If, it, if, if there's an impulse in you to do it and you think it's going to be useful to you and you're thinking, oh, maybe I'll wait for the next one, three months down the line, don't, because you're going to learn so much in the now. And also, it's, the, it's an optimum time. I mean, each time has its own strengths. But I think, you know, as we open up, one of the things that the course allows you to do is, is think about what your plan for the future is, what you want for the next year, for two years, five years down the line. What is it that's going to be key to you moving forward? And there has been so much uncertainty to have a space where you can plan for that, that you're allocated the time to do so. Then it's a gift, isn't it? I mean, the two of you are there, which is that makes it more special. And and because doing it on your own, often you just get sidelined by, oh, I could go to the pub garden and meet two people. Maybe I'll do that instead. You know, it's it's a present to yourself, that presence to the course. And, you know, whatever, whether it's the middle of the uncertain time or a time where it's opening up. But I think opening up time, excellent, because you can maybe, you know, there's that possibility that you can get these things done. Whereas three months ago, it was like, well, maybe I'll go somewhere in the summer. Maybe I won't. I mean, you know, and there's still always going to be uncertainty. But just I lo- yeah, I love what you said about, you know, having that person there to direct you and guide you. As human beings, we do move away from the uncomfortable if we're left to our own devices. We go to the pleasure. <laughs> and, you know, probably going to the pub garden would be more pleasurable for the couple of hours you're there. But then afterwards, you've still got to go back to your survival mode. So I think being brave enough to give yourself and kind enough, like you said earlier, to give yourself that time for you where you can indulge in what do you want to do of your life? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? How do you cope with things? Are all, like you said, gifts to yourself, because before we know it, we can be another 10 years down the line still surviving on autopilot and not really thinking about what direction we're going. And that is that is really uncomfortable. So just giving yourself time to stop and give time to yourself, I think is so important. And everyone should believe in themselves enough to think they don't have to have a problem it's not about people having problems it's about people taking a pause like you said earlier and giving that gift to themselves to where am I at and where do I want to be and how do I get there absolutely and it's an investment in time and it is an investment in money but you know you are value for money you know you're available to everybody you know the both of you are following up you know you know that you can contact you and that that is a, a, an amazing thing to offer it isn't just in that 90 minutes you know you're there for those people and as you said I mean you don't have to have a problem I mean the first thing I realized after about two weeks was I have a lovely blessed life it's a little bit complicated at the moment. It's a little bit busy, but it's rich. It's, you know, it's got fabulous people in it. It's a job that I care about with, you know. So it's not about having essentially, you know, there will be always things to work on, always things that I want to evolve and, and, and understand about myself. But it, essentially, it's not about me having a problem as such. But if you do, it also opens up what you can do, what strategies you have. So, yeah, value for money, people. But, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I love you said that because we do feel like we want to support you throughout and we don't just turn up on a Monday evening and just leave you to it. We do really try and touch base with you and see how things are going and offer you any extras that we feel that we we can give you. And we are really passionate and (laughs) compassionate about making a difference and not just 
given a course of resources. So, no, absolutely. Top, top tips on breakfast, top <laughs> tips on, you know, what, which kind of photos to use for your action. You know, top tips all the way. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything you wish that you'd got from the course that you didn't might be? helpful for our growth (laughs) (laughs) I I genuinely believe as as a reset and a starting point I mean I think I I mean I've heard you talk about the idea of doing a kind of next steps one and I think that's very key for people who who have started the journey with you and as you know I'm continuing to do some work so it's it, it was a starting point it was a jumping off point to to help me engage you know, I've hopefully got another 20, maybe 30 years on the planet and, and about making them the best they can be. So, yes, there, there, there will always be more you can offer people afterwards about going deeper into particular areas, about understanding certain aspects of it, whether it's that somatic engagement or whether it's how we plan, make action steps. Those will move forward. But in that course, I think it, it was it was the right level of information engagement and fun I mean I'm still sad I missed the one where everyone sang together but I had to sing on my own but that was fine yeah so yeah, good <laughs> and if you're thinking that's going to put you off anybody no, we don't no, make no, anybody no, no, sing no. we don't make anybody dance but Lucia and I do bring the fun element <laughs> and, and the people- truth is that people embrace it the people do embrace it like you know and I think I gotta say that's one of my favorite parts when you actually see the people looking at you from the screen thinking what is this woman telling me to do and three seconds later everybody is on the feet dancing and with a smile on their face so trust us trust us it does but happen for a reason it's all about choice it's it always about choice, choice. Yeah. you're on a screen you can turn you know you can go away yeah. i'm just going to sit having a moment and enjoy yeah. it and uh, you know in the last course some people did just sit there and watch us you know get up and have a dance and you know enjoy the music we don't make like you said it's a choice we don't make anybody do anything that they don't want to do i wonder vicky just curious to hear Maybe not a sentence, but if you could tell us sort of, yeah, in a couple of sentences, maybe how have you found the course helping you or whether, you know, what is the key difference you have found before enrolling on the course and after and whether that has positively impacted you and your life? Definitely a positive impact. I think it's a gentleness and an awareness combined. It, it's an awareness of strategies and techniques and knowledge that allow me to understand better when I go into difficult thoughts or difficult habits. But it's also a gentleness. You know, you bring a very gentle kindness to the whole process. It's not about holding oneself to account. It's about understanding. That's nice. Yeah, we we don't coach for compliance. We coach for compassion. So I think we, that is always. A I key think that's the key teaching. word. Com- compassion is the key word, Fleur. You know, it's about being compassionate to oneself in in what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad that you felt that as well. So thank you so much for coming today with your really busy life of, you know, being a Senko, mum of three, husband, not forget the husband, and your 92-year-old mum in the middle asking for your support whilst you're in the recording. So we can only say what a privilege it was to have you on the course and see how much you absorbed all the information and, you know, really took it on board and tried things that we suggested and 
you were really there trying to improve areas of your life. So I think well done and thank you. Thank you for trusting us and coming on the course. And thank you to your lovely friend for encouraging you to come on the course. <laughs> it's a very thank you from me to you too. And of course to Saz, who we know made it happen. Whether or not, whether or not I wanted it to, but I did. You know, brilliant. It's been absolutely brilliant. So thank you. Thank you, Vicky. And if anybody's listening and you want to join our next six-week Empowered to Thrive course, please get in contact. We start on April the 19th. We'd love to hear from you and the links will be shared in the episode notes. And thank you for our audience for joining us one more week. Thanks for showing us your love and appreciation. And please share the love and the podcast with anyone you think will benefit from it. Like, leave a comment and subscribe because that allows us to keep producing the episode and we look forward to seeing you next week and in the meantime stay well stay safe and stay inspired much love